see. Have you gone to my uh, show page at mytalk1071.com? Not only can you catch the podcast, but I, you're going to remind me this. I hope I, I keep forgetting that you guys post stuff for people to look at on my page also. And so I was looking at the one that was supposed last week. They've got, now, first of all, having a female orange tabby is very rare. All right. Okay. Yes, they're mostly, the majority of them are males. Okay, so what they did is that this female orange tabby accepted a abandoned baby bobcat. Okay, okay, baby bobcat, abandoned baby bob. Say that three times. <laughs> yeah, right. But anyway, and so yeah, so you should read the article. And then the thing is, is that this bobcat's gonna in no time. This cat doesn't look. Mama cat doesn't look very big. That I got a feeling that this thing is going to tower over her in a couple of weeks. Sure, and yeah. He's going to be too big to be able to feed <laughs> off of that mama cat. But So go to my show page, mytalk1071.com, KDK9 show page, and then um, uh, just check out the different things that you have posted on there. Not only the podcast, but just cool things. So anyway, check that out. Hey, we got open lines. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Okay, which fruit? Has the same name as one bird in a as a bird in New Zealand. Mango, lemon, almond, or kiwi. Kiwi. Ding 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 ding. Ooh. Look at you. You're going That's to a town. Lucky guess there. There you go. There you go. No, I remembered remembered that for some reason. I don't know why. I like kiwis. I Me like too. Salad. And so, yep, no, it's good. And uh, okay, there still is buzz out there. If you feed your dog grain free food. They're going to get dilated cardiomyopathy. Folks, remember when this first came out, the FDA said, oh, my God, don't feed your dog grain-free because it's going to cause dilated cardiomyopathy, DCM. But the thing is, is that then the dog food company stepped up and said to the FDA, excuse me, show us your proof, show us your research. And the um, FDA stepped back and go, oops, we bad. And they retracted that statement, but for some reason, we still got vets out there saying, oh, you feed that dog, you know, any grain-free, that they're going to get dilated cardiomyopathy. Well, what they are doing research now, but the thing is, is that what's interesting is that the sales of grain-free dog food went up 500%, okay? The, uh, the incidences of a dilated cardiomyopathy went up 0.01%. So if you think it was the grain-free, then wouldn't that be shown in the stats of how many new cases there are? And so, because there's certain breeds that have heart problems, you know, Cav- King Cavaliers are one. They have a lot of heart uh, disorders. But anyways, but the thing, the the... There is not any research yet to say, hey, grain-free causes this. So the thing, if you're even a little bit worried, but then don't just feed a total grain-free diet. Just put it in your rotation. Let's say a bag of grain-free and a a bag of non-grain-free, or then maybe two bags of grain-free and two bags of non-grain-free, or, you know, just rotate it. That's the purpose of rotation. The dogs get different enzymes, different proteins, different stuff from each food. And so the thing is, as far as not feeding, you know, feeding a grain-free will create dilated cardiomyopathy. Say, folks, I don't care what your vet says. You know, they're uninformed on this one. The FDA, they posted a retraction on that about four months after the original one came out, but you didn't see anything about that. Everybody just hit the panic button that you don't feed grain-free food. It's going to make your dog die. No, 
It won't. But if you're worried, then just do a rotation diet. Nutrisource has many, uh, you know, grain-free and, you know, with grain. Uh, like their new uh, dog food element is awesome. You know, that's for great for puppies all the way to senior dogs. And so they've got the regular Nutrisource line. They've got uh, the grain-free line. They got the Pure Vital line. They got the Element. Yeah, it's just the more rotation you can do. Buy smaller bags so you get through them faster. Once you open a bag, you don't want you want it to be fed out by the t- uh, within a week and a half to two weeks, and then you're into a different formula. And then um, if you got small dogs, I know the smallest bag you can get I think is eight pounds. Uh, you can cut it in threesies and then put you know and then put them in Ziploc freezer bags. And then write on it turkey. And then now you open and now you get a different bag and it'll say that was duck, you know, cut it in threesies or foursies. And then you put it, so then you just kind of go to the refrigerator and, and get, you know, your rotation and you can do it that way when you got the smaller dogs. And then, you know, don't forget to incorporate maybe some little raw or, you know, some, uh, some raw eggs and then uh, some uh, veggies and uh, uh, what you're eating. Uh, ground, if you're making hamburger, flip some to your dog or cat, whether it's ground turkey, ground chicken, flip some to you know just do a little bit remember dogs are meant to be the garbage disposals they're supposed to be eat everything and anything and never skip a beat okay but this grain-free nonsense is driving me over a tree because i still know of people that are their vets are telling them don't feed grain-free it'll give your dog dilated cardiomyopathy nothing has been proven there was no research done when the fda came out with that statement and then they retracted it about four months later so check in with the fda and Grain-free recalls or whatever type thing. Okay, so please remember that. <laughs> okay, 651-641-1071 if you got a question. Is there somebody up to bat? Yes, we have Michelle, and she has questions about her high-energy dog. Okay, hi, Michelle. How you doing? I'm good. How are you, Katie? Good, good. So what kind of dog do you have? Good. I have a boxer, oh. a carrier <laughs> lab mix. She's eight years old. Okay. And... Her circumstances are she lived uh, up on the North Shore for the first four years of her life. Okay. In a very quiet area. Mm-hmm. We moved to Shoreview uh, four years ago, lived in a house, and now we're in a townhouse. Mm-hmm. And we're having issues with townhouse manners. Okay. Specifically, uh, barking. She's a barker. And uh, if people walk by the house or arrive at the house, she goes nutsy crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so no matter what age a dog is, they can always learn new manners, okay, or learn anything that you want to teach them. No dog is too old to learn something, all right? If they ain't dead, they can learn something. (laughs) So what you've got to do to establish a new manners, because now it's busyness. You know, a boxer in itself is a busy dog and feeds off of their surroundings really well. All right. And so now a barking dog usually is a bored dog. There hasn't been any new input. He doesn't have anything else to think about. You know, like doing brain teasers, doing brain games, doing tricks, uh, some more obedience, you know, things like that. Nose work, whatever. Because when when your brain is drained, you're never going to tire this dog out okay they're the energi- right. they're the energizer bunny so you all you do is run them and run them and run them and now pretty soon they can run uh, marathons without breaking wind all right mm-hmm. so what yep. we got to do is entertain the brain get him calm instead because he's thinking and so then he doesn't have the mental capacity low oh, there goes somebody going by <laughs> Okay. All right, so we got to do that. But then another thing we got to do is we got to call them on it. So now let's say, um, now the minute that usually most people, whether they're on a walk or in the house, they react to the dog's reaction. 
I know mm-hmm. that the, the, the ears go up, the head goes up. You know they're thinking. I think I'm going to go bark. Somebody must be outside, you know, because all of a sudden you ran to the window, right? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. What we want to do is we got to break that pro, the pro, the pro, procession of that. So if you have to, you let them drag a nylon leash around the house, and then you have mm-hmm. somebody you schedule it like somebody's coming by the house at one, one thirty, two, two thirty. Whether it's a person, whether it's a person walking a dog, a bike, but schedule it so you can practice on what is needed. All right. So first okay. of all, when he barks, what, what what do you say or what do you do? Um, I give him uh, give her the uh uh-uh, uh okay. uh uh-uh, oh. those kind of things. Okay, I tried the squirt bottle, but that just exacerbated the issue. <laughs> Exasperate? Why? What happened? Uh, I just would just bark more. Oh, really? Bark at me. Okay. Did you try um, half organic apple cider vinegar, half water, and aim for the nose or the mouth? I did not try that. Okay. okay, but your voice has um, to be now. The thing is, is that most dogs are known to death and not taught what a true what a word means. So when okay. he, she's barking, what's the word? It's going to be quiet enough. Shut the heck up. <laughs> so um, and, I, I've been I've been doing all done and kind of like a calm kind of hand all done and trying to divert her into another room, usually with food. I know that's probably not the right way to do it, okay. but I don't want to be a bad neighbor. Right, but <laughs> what you want to do is just let her drag a leash around so she blows through the ah. Blast quiet, okay. Then you pick up okay. the leash. Hey, quiet. Oh, very nice. Look at you. What's this over here? Let's go check this out. Instead of giving her food, get her mind off of what she was thinking about. Go touch something at eye level or below, like a chair, a shoe, whatever. What's this? What is this? Oh, okay. And then when she goes and looks at, oh, look at that. That was very nice. Very nice. He tries to turn the head to go. You know, like I got to go check that window. Hey, leave it. Very nice, very nice. You want to get her to start looking to you for direction instead of just taking the bull by the horns and ignoring you, all right? Mm-hmm. And so okay. that's why, you know, maybe you go through an obedience, a little bit of obedience to, you know, dust off the cobwebs off of you. and Yeah, we're, the, we're signed up at the end of the month to okay. kind of regroup with that because I think a lot of it is maybe not respect yeah, from her. Well, well, yeah, but it's just following through. And, and like I say, um, dogs do things for us out of respect and trust that we've earned. All right. And so mm-hmm. when you speak about something, they should say, okay, never mind. I got it. You got it. Fine. Somebody's got yeah. it. I'm just happy. But that half okay. apple uh, cider, because most, most of the trainers in the area are all positive motivation. It's treat, 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 treat. And to right. me, it's, it's like bribery, bribery, bribery. Treats yeah. have their place in the training world. They really do. But the thing is, is dogs learn by consequences. Just like we remember when they were with mom, if they were hanging off of mom's face, mom would give a deep growl, like, get off my face. And mm-hmm. if, you, if you didn't listen, mom would quick pull around, grab the pup around the neck with her teeth and squeeze, like knock it off. The pup would yell, <laughs> okay, and she'd lo- let go of her grip. The pup would slowly back off, and then a little bit later, the pup would come up, like still ticked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mom would give a growl, oh, still ticked. And so the thing is, it's not me, master, you, dog. What it is is building respect and trust, and then redirecting and just kind of thinking how the dog thinks. And but most people, they like I say, they restrain, they don't train. And so that's what you have to start doing is like just redirecting and let her drag that nylon leash around the house. So then you got okay, something to step of, on or kind grab. Kind of the same thing when people show up, do the step on the leash thing. I've been listening to your show. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, if you want to hold on, we got to run the break. So if sure, you want to sure. hold on, let's talk about that because you are not the only one with that problem. <laughs> so hold on, okay? What did the banana say to the sun? What did the banana in the sun say to the other banana in the sun? We'll be back. I just remembered I forgot to answer one of the... I, I know, and it was another banana yeah. one. <laughs> okay, what do you call a banana that likes to dance? 
Okay, a banana shake. Ding, 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 ding. Look at you. Okay. What did the banana in the sun say to the other banana in the sun? I don't know that. I don't know. I'm starting to peel. (laughs) Okay. All right. Banana jokes today. The bananas, bananas, (laughs) banana, banana. My uh, great grandson was over last night or yesterday afternoon. But anyway, so we had bananas. And so I was cutting slices (laughs) off. You know, give it to him. He's going to be, he's a little, a year and three quarters. But anyway, and so I started going banana, 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 nana, nana, banana, 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 nana, nana. And pretty soon he's going nana, 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 nana. Now you started something. Yeah, so now we just got to get him to do the banana, banana, and then the nana, nana. But anyway, okay, let's go back to the caller. All right, with Michelle. Oh, there we go. Okay, Michelle. Okay, so now yeah. the answering the door. Okay, first of all, you're gonna do, you're gonna set this up. All right, there again, have somebody come over at one, one thirty, two, two thirty. But anyway, so what you're gonna do is you're gonna put the, now. Do you use any kind of a training collar? I do not. Okay, so that you wear. What do you use? A buckle collar, a harness? What do you use? A uh, buckle collar, and then I walk with the gentle leader. Oh, the gentle leader. Oh, he has enough nose for that. Oh yeah. Oh really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because usually general leaders are on. Well, it depends on the yeah the short of the nose. That she doesn't work. have a boxer nose. She's got a longer nose. Long, okay, so. cool. Okay, so what the general leader did, 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 did I would not use the, for this, and the reason okay. is is because when the general leader goes on, then the dog you know the brain flips. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that because, you know, answering the door, you won't have time to be putting all this stuff on. All right. Right. So anyway, right. so what you're going to do is keep a leash by the door and that's your answering the door leash. Not I can't find my walking leash leash. Okay. okay. So now what you're going to do, not knock to somebody at the door. Do not rev the dog up. Who's at the door? Let's go see. Let's see. Or is that daddy? You know, I mean, don't rev the dog for the door. That's the first thing to remember. All right. Yeah, no, she's rubbed enough. Okay, so then what you're going to do is you're going to now, if she's barking, that's fine. But once you see who she it, it is and you're okay with it, her job is done. So then you're going to say, ah, quiet. And if she doesn't, blast her with that half apple cider vinegar, half water. Ah, mm-hmm. quiet. Very nice. Okay, now grab the leash, hook it on. Now you're going to be facing east and west if your company's coming in north and south. You want them to walk past you. You do not want them to walk into you. Okay, so mm-hmm. idealistically, put the leash onto your left hand. You got the dog on your left side, and then ask him to sit. Okay, and now if he lurches forward, bump him backwards. Wrong. Don't hold the leash tight. All right. How many pounds okay. is this dog? Forty. Forty. Okay. You can try uh, the Starmark collar, the large Starmark collar. You can try that. That might give mm-hmm. you a little bit more of an upper hand. But anyway, so then what we're after then now the dog has to sit there patiently. Okay, on a loose lead. Okay, and you're going to say, come on in, and everybody is to, they can say hi to you, but they cannot acknowledge the dog. They can't look at him, talk to him, touch him, anything. Okay, they have to walk on by. You're going to tell them to go sit in the kitchen, the living room, the deck, whatever. All right, now, let's say the dog is just too wackadoodle at the door. That I mean, it's literally a tight leash. Okay, then, like mm-hmm. I said earlier, step on the leash. Okay, so that it's maybe when he is standing on all four, if he try, his head is dipped slightly. But if he tries okay. to lurch forward at your guests, he's going to correct himself. Okay, just stand okay. there. Don't tell him anything. Don't tell him anything. Now, when he starts getting better and realizing there's not going to be any greeting at the door, hopefully then he'll start sitting for you on a loose lead. All right? So then okay. now let's say everybody comes in. you got one person, ten people, whatever. So now you shut the door, and now you're going to go behind these people and have him walk politely. Okay, now let's say we're sitting at the kitchen table. You're going to pull your chair out so you're still a part of the conversation, but the dog can't get to anybody. And then you're going to sit on the about half or oh, more than half the leash. Okay? 
Mm-hmm. Now, don't look at them. Don't touch them. Don't talk to them. This is called the invisible dog. And this is what you're going to practice every day at least three times. You're going to sit on the leash and ignore the dog. Don't look at him. Don't touch him. Don't do anything. Okay, now, if he tries, take your right hand and put it over your left wrist. Rest it in your lap. And now, if he tries to come up into your face, lean forward, but turn your head sideways because a side profile is a calming signal. You're going to extend mm-hmm. your arms out and bump him and give him a growl. Ah! All right. If he tries again, side profile, extend your arms out. Ah! All right. But don't tell him to sit. Don't do anything. What we're trying to do with this exercise is called the invisible dog. We want to teach the dog how to calm themselves down by themselves without any help from you. So what we're after here is that now when the people are talking, you're still a part of the conversation. Now he's getting used to the smells and the sounds of the people that have come over. Okay. Once he finally lays down, you can see he's truly relaxed. Then don't get off the leash, leave the leash on, but get off of it and then let him figure out he can go say his how do's. Okay. Okay. But Mm -hmm. now if he's, you know, and this is where you got to train humans. Tell him don't rev the dog up. Give him a scooch on the side of the face or under the chin or in the chest. And they are to remain calm. Talk calmly to him. Hey, how you doing? Oh, very nice. Oh, very nice. Look at you. And the thing is, is that if you got a human that's going to rev the dog up, you know, you take that spray bottle and have one with just plain water in it and blast the human and say, don't do that. We're trying to have manners here. The human gets the blast instead of the dog, all right? But that's the thing is that you've got to keep setting this up so when you need it, you've already, you know, you've got the foundation of it built, and now it's implementing with the real people that come over. So if you take like two days and just, you know, like two or three times a day, work on answering the door, you know, and then going and sitting down and discussing, then it's going to get easier and he's going to understand what you want. During the day, during the week, we know when you're not, you, you want at least two to three times a day, sit on the leash and ignore the dog, uh, read a book, watch TV, uh, have a cup of coffee. Just sit on the leash and don't touch them, don't look at them, don't do anything. Dogs, I lo- love that when our hands are in our lap to come between our elbow and our side and flip our arm up, like you may pet mm-hmm. me now. You squeeze that elbow in and go and turn your head sideways. Uh-uh, wrong. So the thing is, the dog has to be patient and wait for you and that uh, see what, what direction and where are we going to go instead of the dog. Because most often, most dogs take the lead and you're in tow. <laughs> and so what we want to do is change that so they look to us for, uh, uh, for what are we going to do. Right for direction. Okay. So by sitting on the leash, ignoring it, the dog. You only give him enough leash that if he lays down, the collar doesn't isn't tight. If he does lay down and stretch, okay, then give him a little bit more leash because you want that collar to always be loose. All right, okay. but just sit on the leash, ignore him. Don't look at him. Don't talk to him. Don't pet him. The exercise is finished when you stand up. Okay, and then uh, take the leash off or just put the leash on the floor because you're letting them drag it for other reasons. And then you can talk to them. Oh, that was very nice. You did very nice. Thank you. All right. But no time. You have to finish the exercise by getting up and getting off the leash and then you can acknowledge him. Okay. Got it. But so okay. that's what you have to do is a, but practice, practice, and then he's going to realize. And this is even when you come home after you've been gone, uh, don't the minute you come through the door, don't look at him, don't touch him, don't do anything. If you have to spin, put your arms to yourself and spin mm-hmm. because he's after your face. Look at me, look at me, hi, 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 touch me, kiss me, ha, ha, ha. Okay, and the, the only way now he's going to get that is if he's calm. 
So if you just okay. keep walking forward and around, then pretty soon he's like, oh, okay. Now he's coming down. Now he's getting your attention by being calm. Reward the right what the behavior that you want, and that's the calmness. Okay, perfect. Okay, kid. Okay, thank you. Okay, thanks, Katie. Appreciate it very much. Have you too. Day. Take care. Okay, folks. Uh, yes, stay with us. What is red and goes up and down? What is red and goes up and down? We'll be back. Last week and this week just seemed to have simply, I sat down and all of a sudden it's almost time to leave. Fast day. I don't know why. It just, it's just blinking the way it goes. It's just, I love doing this show. I can't tell you. I've just, I still am in awe that I've been here 20 years on a pop pop culture station. (laughs) So anyway, and thanks to the listeners. They're listening and thanks to Nutrisource is huge. They've been with me for 18 years, I think it is. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So it was huge. And there's been other ones in there. Yes. Uh, Dr. Jill from Amory, Wisconsin with Northwestern Wisconsin Veterinary Clinic. She was with us for, with me for quite a while. And then um, uh, Pet Cremation MN, they've been with us. You know, Mm -hmm. just recently has been Canvas Back, you know, dot com. And, uh, you know, so I just, if, if for those sponsors to help, that's what keeps me on air. Yeah. Listeners listening, obviously. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it is cool. I'm, I'm so, so blessed. Okay. What you're going to really this. Is this like a joking thing? Because I have an idea. But... What is red and goes <laughs> up and down? I was thinking like a thermometer. Oh, that's not bad. That's a good idea. Okay. Okay. But what? this one is really so stupid. And that's why I just had okay. to say this. A tomato in an elevator. That's that dumb. Dumb. <laughs> Real dumb. I know, but I just had to do it because it was like, it's just so dumb. I would never get that. I, I was thinking I, about actual objects that, that I was that, like, okay, okay no, that was good thing. though. See, that, you, see, there are a lot of these jokes could have a A, B, C, you know, they could be three, couple different things. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. Anyway, so yes. Yeah, so <laughs> tomato in an elevator. elevator yeah. Okay. Hey, here's <laughs> another dumb one. I was, I'm not going to use it, but I'm going to tell it. Okay. Why did Philip think he was built upside down? Because his feet smelt <laughs> and his nose ran. Oh, geez. That's how dumb. That one and now is really dumb, too. Is that from a book? You yeah, have? of course. It's called Silly Jokes. <laughs> silly Jokes. Silly Jokes. Yeah. You got to do that. You know, <laughs> got to keep it clean. Some are questionable. Yes. Gotta you got to keep clean. it clean, though. You got to sure. keep it clean. So, hey, we got open lines and we're up. Baby got time for one or two more calls. So you better uh, get it in before next week comes. 651 641 1071. 651 641 1071. And the Vikes are ahead 7 to 3 with the Dolphins. Okay, and so that's cool, and that's uh, that's what's neat about another time change too. Even though I don't get to see the beginning of the game, I get to see the end of the game. And the neat thing is about that is that lately their games, their last quarter, the fourth quarter, has been the one that's just been what, what? Yeah, <laughs> so yes. I get to see that part. You know, <laughs> they start a good game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We're doing good. You know, good changing in the uh, players, the staff, the whole kit and caboodle. So that's pretty cool. So anyway, yeah, so give a holler, 651-641-1071. And let's see, what else am I going to da 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 um, How a dog sees it. You know how you've been, um, uh, we've all been taught that when you meet a dog, you go up and you stick your hand out into him and say, here, this is who I am. Okay, it's just like if you and I met for the first time and I get close enough to stick my hand to your nose, like, here, yeah. smell, my, smell my hand, this is who I am. That will get you bit. Because the mm-hmm. dog sees that you're in, you're looking at him directly, 
And so then that's complication. And now there's movement coming towards his face in space. He doesn't know if you're friend or foe. You're kind of bent down. You know, your head usually is bent a little bit. Yes. Okay. And so then the dog is like, some dogs even back up a little bit. And then people continue coming. And that's the worst thing you could do. So the thing is, is first you're always, always, and, for, and parents, this is what you have to teach your children. Always ask the owner if they can pet the dog. Never let your kids run up to a dog and think just because the dog they have at home is friendly and easygoing that the one they're seeing is going to be friendly and easygoing. So first, parents, teach your kids. And then adults, all you adults out there, teach yourself to always ask the owner, may I pet your dog? Because many dogs have paid us face and space issues now now from now you're going to reject what you've been taught for the last 70 years okay you do not look directly at the dog and stick your hand directly to the dog's nose this is who i am what you're going to do is turn sideways because a side profile to a dog is a calming signal okay then you're going to take your hand that's uh, facing the the leg that's facing the dog take the hand of that leg let's say it's the right side Okay, what you're going to do is is bend down and then look to the ground. Don't look at the dog. And then you're going to tap your leg and and say, you know, the pupper say, hey, Rover, why don't you get patted? Hey, Rover. Now, if the dog comes over the, and then puts their nose in your hand, now you can give them a scooch on the side of the face or under the chin. But don't pet a strange dog over the top of the head and down the back of the neck. That's a dominant move. Stick to the side of the face, under the chin, and in the chest, all right? Okay, dogs, you know, with their own pack is fine to pat them on the head, but not a dog outside you know that doesn't know you know you. All right, so at eye, so at eye level of the dog, you're gonna t- tap your leg, and you know tap tap. You want to pat? Hey, tap tap. You want to pat? Okay. Now if the dog comes in, then give him a scooch to the side of the face and let the dog kind of ease into you and take your hand away. Like now oh, you could pet the side of his body and blah blah blah. Okay, but if the dog doesn't, I don't care if the dog is like twelve inches from you. Or you're five inches from you. If the dog doesn't come all the way into your hand to be petted, you, under no circumstances do you take your hand off your leg at eye level to go into the face and space of the dog. By tapping your leg, you're inviting them to come into your space if they're comfortable. But when you take your hand off your leg and go into their face's space, now you're avoiding them. Okay? You ask them and they said no. Well, just because they're right there. And I hate the people that say... All dogs love me. And I just, uh, uh, and there's been times I walked away, just kind of shook my head. But then there's been times that I was like, you know what? I'm sure not all dogs love you because I'm sure all people don't love you either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the thing is, is that you've got to see it from the dog's point of view. What we do to dogs is amazing. More people don't get bit if we see them in the human terms. You know, like I say, if I go first time I meet you, mm-hmm. what you know, come to nose to nose to you, which we do to dogs, you know, with our hand and then I'm bent over, you know, and looking directly at the eyes. And so less people would get bit if their parents teach the kids how to do the dog, you know, greet dogs respectfully. And then same if adults will learn how to do that. So mm-hmm, pass it on. Sure. Okay, who do we got? All right, we have Suzanne, and she has a new dog, and she just has some questions about transitioning. All righty then. Hi, Suzanne. How you doing? Oh, hey, good. I had talked to you, oh, a while back. I had a really challenging chow dog, and she's, she's passed now, oh, and I okay. couldn't get another dog until she was gone. Okay. So I'm getting a new dog, but she's not a puppy. She's four. Okay. She's had one litter of puppies, and she was... She was a show dog, so she's pretty, 
you know, Social used ice. to being around yeah, right, right. people and yeah. whatnot and is pretty well trained. But she's had other dogs at home, and I'm a little worried that now, you know, she had one litter of puppies, and they're weaned, and now I'm afraid she's going to be kind of lonely. <laughs> okay, what, now what kind of dog? It's a Sharpay. Sharpay, okay. Uh, it, 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 the thing is, is that, um, yeah, dogs that have been in the circle, <laughs> okay, with other dogs and living with other dogs, yeah, all of a sudden the house is pretty quiet, okay? But the thing is, is that what you're going to do is be her entertainment by teaching yeah. her tricks, by teaching her brain teasers, going for walks. Let her enjoy individual time that she never had before. That she well, might and just... the, the, the owner now thinks she probably will enjoy being <laughs> Yep. My dog, and I, I'm not sure why. I guess she's a good dog, but okay, okay. You know, she thinks she might enjoy being, um, yeah, just the see, center of attention. Oh, so. you bet. Just see, but the whole thing is to keep her, you know, occupied. Or like when you leave the house, leave a radio and or a TV on. So they, yep, I've always done good that. Good job, good job. And then, um, obviously, she's kennel trained. So until you she get is to know, trained, so you, I've never done that. So that's okay. going to be hard for me. No, no, no. Don't think that way because you don't want to come home and see that. Well, number one, she destroyed your home. And number two, now she's got to be rushed to the vet for something she got into because she was allowed to destroy things. Okay. Yeah. So just the thing is, I'm gone when I, I'm going to be off this week, but when I'm at work, I'm gone all day and I yep. have a dog door and a fenced yard. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can't leave her in a kennel. Mm -hmm. you know. Oh, that's up to yourself. You know, I don't like dog doors because you know what? In this day and age, too many people, uh, all of a sudden you might come home and your dog is missing. You know, somebody's yeah, going to swipe it. it's secure, but. Yeah, so the thing mm -hmm. is, is that I wouldn't let my two or three-year-old or four-year-old or five-year-old, you know, I'm talking about human, out to play by themselves. You know, I'm going to be out there, but that's everybody's choice, okay? That's everybody's yeah. choice. So the thing is, is, but that's up to yourself because the thing is, is the more dogs need us, the more relationship we create. The more independent we create the situation. Situation, aka they can let themselves in and out they don't have to look to us for direction a lot of times they become more aloof and independent you know instead mm -hmm. of dependent and so i guess until she you get a better hand better handle on who she is i would definitely put her in a kennel until for at least a month you know two months and when you leave she's going to be in the kennel so that okay. you can and then slowly work her into what you foresee you know for her Okay, but I just wouldn't bring her and just say, here, this is your new home. Welcome. Don't destroy it. <laughs> this is a okay. doggy door. Yeah. So that's what I would okay. do. I would not just throw her, uh, you know, because remember, she's used to, you know, a lot of busyness and, and being taken out. And you know what I mean? You have to, you got to help her move forward to what you foresee you want, you know, for, for you know, you and a relationship with this new dog. But she's comfortable in her kennel, so don't put your feelings aside to that. That's where she's most comfortable. And she's coming into a new surrounding, and that, and that kennel is going to be her, okay, I'm safe in here. I don't understand what's around me yet. Uh, you know what I mean? you got to give her time to acclimate to who you are, what you expect, and your surroundings, okay? Even, like, at like when I'm home, like, I should have her go in the kennel or well like I, I feed my dogs in the kennel you know because that that makes the kennel you know more positive for them but no when you're home you know yeah she could just be walking around with you and then you can mm -hmm. maybe pop her in there for a nap once in a while and then uh, you know close the door and then let her out you know just you know she's not to be in in the kennel like all day when you're home no huh -uh. but like I say you want her to see the kennel as a positive not a negative because it's just you and her now that she's will be willing to use it but then when you need it until you figure out who she she is she figures out who you are and you guys you know hit a beat okay 
I'll give it a try. Oh, you can do it. I have confidence in you. Now, find out, though, what kind of kennel. Do they use an all-wire kennel? And if so, do they... I'm not sure. I'm going to... Or a plastic kennel. Find out what they're used to. And you can find them on Marketplace, okay? Mm -hmm. And so the thing is... Yeah, I've got a wire one, but, you know, if that's not what she's used to, I'll get something else. Yeah, because you want to get what what she's used to, because she has to adjust totally anyway. We don't want to have to have her adjust to a new, like, room of wire compared to plastic, Okay. Okay. And don't worry, it'll all work out, okay? But just, like I said, just uh, just stay calm, because if you have an anxiety about something, the dog picks up on that, okay? Yeah. So don't worry, everything will be fine. Just leave that radio and or TV on, and then just figure out, okay, who's going to be going now? What do we do now? So it'll work out. All right. Thanks, Keith. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Yeah, we need rules, folks. We all need rules. Humans and dogs, we need rules. Okay, if you had... Five oranges in one hand and five pears in the other hand. What would you have? We'll be back. We're winding down for the day. Because the Halloween season is upon us. Yes. And there is butt loads of candy all over the place. Please be mindful where the candy mm. is so the dogs don't get into it. <laughs> yeah, good call. And, and a lot of times, the foil, you know, a lot of that stuff is wrapped in foil, and that's really damaging to the dog's guts if it gets in there. They eat the wrapper and the whole game <sighs> caboodle. So really be mindful about, you know, uh, some people will put it like in a, a Tupperware, a real good, you know, snap. But boy, if a dog's determined, he can get through that top. Oh, yeah, they know? want it. <laughs> you bet. So really make sure that you put the candy you know, up and away while you're waiting, you know, for Halloween, you know, as mm-hmm. far as the trick-or-treaters. And then when you uh, you have oh. you have kids and they bring candy home from <laughs> trick-or-treating, then after you go through it, then they go to bed and then you kind of pick out what you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, because the dogs have to eat quite a bit of milk chocolate to get sick. Okay, uh, obviously it has to do with the size, too. I mean, like if we had Ethel 3.2 pounds, then, you know, it wouldn't take yes. long for her to get sick. Right. But it's a theobromine that's in it is what causes the problem. The darker the chocolate or the higher percent of chocolate, you know how you see some dark chocolate bars, it's just 80%, yeah. you know, 60%. That is what's really toxic to dogs. Got okay? it. Okay, I didn't know that. And, yeah, and so the thing is, is that what you want to do, but milk chocolate, uh, you know, they can eat quite a bit before you hit the panic button. But the thing is, is what you can do, what you might want to do is that if you know you're, you know, I mean, you come in and the dog is like wolfing, <laughs> you might want to have the dog throw up and you could do 3% hydrogen peroxide. Okay. okay. And you give them, it depends on the size of the dog. And this is where you want to keep like a, a syringe, a little syringe. So you can take and usually like for a big dog, it's like a tablespoon that you, you know, shoot in there. And then for a smaller dog, like a teaspoon. And now they use you, now remember, you just ask your dog to throw up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't get him off the white carpet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, put him in a place so if he ralphs, you know I mean? It's going to be, you have to you can clean it up easily. Now, some dogs will ralph right off the bat. Okay, never do it more than three times. If they haven't ralphed it three times, then you might want to take them to the vet. Sure, okay? okay. But the thing is, is that anytime, and there's some things that dogs get into, you don't want them to throw up. Okay, so that's where you do, and it's not everything your dog eats that you're going to make, but when it comes to candy and stuff like that, yeah. Okay. You can get them to throw up, okay? But uh, uh, but but you can go to, you know, Poison Control, and that will help you out as far as, I think I got that on my website, my Katie Canine website, under my links. I have the Poison Control number there, and they have a website, so they'll help you out. But usually a tablespoon for a bigger dog, and if you have a giant dog, you know, like a, 
Great Dane, real fun one. You know, you might need to do a couple tablespoons of 3% per hydrogen peroxide. And like I said, you want a syringe so you could pop it in there. But like I said, back off <laughs> because they're going to be, it's going to be coming. I had to do it once with Gilligan. He got into a, a fish thing that I had from a fish tank. And so it's just like, yeah, we're not, here you comes. And like I said, it, it took uh, two times before oh. he ralphed it up. Oof. But it was pink. He had pink lips, pink gut. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so it was mm. just like, okay, when in doubt. But remember, you throw it up as hard for the dog. So, yeah. You know, it's just like with people, you know. Not fun. No, it's not. So really be mindful as you're buying all this candy for Halloween. And then also be mindful, too, that I saw on the Internet and uh, people, I don't know why they do this. Kids are worse at it, but they yeah, I understand it with kids uh, in their mentality, but the adults, there was this poor pug. They had gotten this, uh, uh, it's like a guy laying on the ground and crawling on his belly, you know, as an animated thing, you know, type thing. Okay. Okay. And so I got to admit that would, that scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> yeah. This poor pug was backed into a corner and he had what's called whale eyes, you know, where you could see the back of the white. You could tell he was just beside himself. He was so scared. <sighs> And so it was just like, and so they, they, that animatronics, you know, it was, you know, you know, creeping towards the dog. And I'm like, people don't do that when the dog reacts like that. And some people go, Oh, I'm going to do that again. I want to see that reaction. And don't do that. That that you could literally, your dog's going to need therapy. (laughs) And so I don't understand if your dog shows fear of something, Mm -hmm. help them through it. Yeah. Like if I would have, I would have, if that pug would have been mine and and somebody's doing this animatronic, what is this? Let's go check this out. Let's go work as a team to check it out so you can take that fear factor away. All right? And if the dog is so traumatized, just get the dog out of there. But the, the, like, the dog was cornered like in the front porch with this dog with this thing coming. This, it looked like a, a zombie okay. crawling on his, sure. on his belly. And anyway, so I, I, and people just have a tendency to do that when a dog shows, oh, let's see if it's the same reaction a second time. Let's see if it's the same reaction. It's just like, you know, people, I'm going to smack you. I will smack you because I don't understand fear is a powerful thing. Yes. Yeah. And so it could literally, you know, depending on the dog, I've known dogs that have gotten so scared that all of a sudden they can have a stroke. They can wow. go to seizures. Some dogs have gotten so out of it, they literally drop with a seizure. Mm. Okay, and so that's why it's you guys have to pay attention here. It's not fun. And then when you have trick or treaters coming over, yeah, uh, then the big thing with that is is that it, it, maybe put your dog in the kennel or into another room with somebody watching TV. Uh, uh, just play it. If your dog is having a happy time, well, that's fine. But the thing is, is that you know if that ringing the doorbell and people at the door is just <laughs> setting the dog right over the edge. The, and, and I know people don't trick or treat like they used to. You know, we used to God at our house and when I, when I grew up and grew up in Roseville. On Alameda Street, we'd have like 200, 250 kids. Really? It was just like, like the night was walking. There were so many people, <laughs> parents and, and kids, and it was just crazy. And uh, the big thing is the older we got, we used to go up to Larpeter and Dale. There is Mrs. Peterson's store there. And then behind that was apartments. Okay. And so when you got old enough to be able to go into the apartments because it's like contained oh, doors to yeah. go to, it was like, wow, this is so <laughs> cool. You know, and so, yeah, it's just funny. But yeah, I just, I feel bad for the kids that don't get to enjoy because it really was kind of fun, you know, uh, and, and, and admiring like the different costumes and such like mm-hmm. that. But there again, I was always something, I was usually a hobo, you know, something <laughs> funny, not, you know.
That's nothing true. scary. Nothing, nothing too scary for you. <laughs> I don't want to scare anybody, and I don't want to be scared when I look in the mirror. No, <laughs> oh, that might be difficult. But anyway, and so yeah, so so please, as people are de- now mm. really gearing down and gearing up, I mean, for you know, getting ready for Halloween and stuff like that. Please be kind to the dogs and the cats. There's some cats too that can go over the edge. Uh, but the neat thing about a cat, they'll whack you with their <laughs> claws, knock it off. Yeah, <laughs> the dogs, you know, they might bite. But I've never, yeah, I never thought about Halloween and like pets and yeah. stuff like that. No, that could be very traumatic to yeah. some dogs. And then now you got a whole different ball game. You know, my dog got scared at Halloween and now he's just very reactive. And, you know, so that's what I mean. You got to look at the whole situation. And, and yeah, it, meant, it was funny, the reaction. But don't do it again. Help the dog work through it. Like, oh, let's go look at this. Let's go look at this. Let's yeah. see what this is. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> show to him that, okay, everything, it was okay with the world. But like I said, unfortunately, some people just keep redoing it. And that's those are the ones I want to just take behind the woodshed. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, and speaking of shy dogs, if you've got a shy dog, Halloween is the worst night. You know, dogs that are scary and spooky or a little bit leery, right. please keep them out of the picture. You know, don't be holding them as people are coming to the house. You know, if, they're, if you can hold them, you know, they're small enough to hold. But, or if you got a big dog, that's, yeah, they don't need any trauma in their life. Some people think that when you got a shy dog, if they keep subjecting it and, you know, to it, that, like a dog that won't swim, you just drop it off the dock and say, swim. Sink or swim? No, that's the worst. That you got to help the dog move forward, baby steps at a time. There's a book out there called "Rescue Your Dog from Fear." Mm. Rescue Your Dog from Fear by Swagger S W A G E R. It's the only book that I found that t- truly addresses every kind of fear a dog can have and how to work them through. Because the worst thing you do, like if a dog is showing fear, they'll they go to PetSmart, Petco, walk in there, and the poor dog is like being dragged in, traumatized for the big box feeling and the other people in there and the other dogs. You don't do that. You wind up, you have to help the dog work through it. And like I say, that book's going to help you. Also, too, you can send, I decided I took my um, shy dog classes out and now I'm just going to work out with people individually. Oh, okay. You know, because... Uh, Every dog, shy dog is different. Now, it's not one fix for everything. And I found that by having the classes, I liked them, but I felt I would be, be better to help them individually Makes than sense. with the yeah. class. Because there's so much that needs to come together and for the people to realize it's a journey to go forward with a shy, scaredy cat, spooky dog. And what makes a lot of dogs a little bit on the spooky side is people. That hair in their eyes is a big no-no. Okay, they can't see. So, of course, they're going to be jumpy. Yeah, it looks cute, but it's, don't do that. If you can't, don't cut them with the scissors. I don't want anybody poking the dog's eyeballs out. Uh, a beard trimmer, you can trim the eyes back, you know, totally. Look at an owl's eye. See how the feather goes away from the yes. eye? That's the, what you want. No poof in the head that can slide down, but where there has no blockage on the side or a shelf on the top. So they have a clear field of vision, especially for young dogs. That's huge. You need to have that done. Huge. So that they don't turn into a spooky, spooky adult dog. All right. But, you know, the whole thing is that this season, does scare a lot of people. There's a lot of dogs. Okay, that's why I can't wait for it to be done. <laughs> It'll be Christmas before you yeah. know it. Oh, I know yeah. it. I know it. It's a turkey day and the whole bit. So, thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Make it be a part of your afternoon. Okay, the Vikings are playing and hopefully we'll win. I didn't, it was 7-3. to three. I don't know. Thank you, Hope. It's always good to see you. And uh, thank you for all the callers. And you guys make it a great week. If you don't train them, don't blame them. Don't hide your dogs. Train them. Talk soon. Until we meet again
be true.